everyone, and welcome to our Surviving the Holidays Authentically Aligned. Um, the reason I put this, I know for me with the holidays coming up, and I know for most people, it can be a really stressful time in, in our pre-chat, if you're listening to the podcast. We were just talking about shopping. Um, so it could be shopping, it could be just out in the crowds, it could be... Um, being around people and family members that may cause us to be triggered. And I know for me, I am triggered by a family member who I'm consciously trying to prepare myself for because I go into automatic patterns that I've worked through, um, but are still their conditions and they are well, well practiced patterns. And so I know I need to have some strategies in place to kind of breathe before I react because I'll automatically slip back into the pattern that I don't feel good about, that I don't want to keep doing. Um, And so I thought this was a really good topic um, because like I said, it may not be family, it may be out shopping or it may be, um, you know, just feeling the stress yourself or feeling guilt about not buying enough gifts or whatever it may be, the holidays can really trigger us in a lot of ways. And it's maybe stuff that we've worked through, um, but when we're in that stress state, we automatically go back to our programming that's so deeply conditioned in us. And so I just thought having a good discussion about ways that we can cope with that or ways that we can kind of prepare ourselves or things that we can do to, and and or whatever else kind of comes up in the conversation, because what comes up is always good. But that was kind of my thought when I posted this one. So welcome, everyone, and let's go. How do we survive the holidays, ladies? (laughs) I'd like to start by saying blessed solstice. Today is the solstice, and um, I think it's an important thing to remember that it's all based in nature, but also that it starts getting lighter longer starting tomorrow. So blessed solstice. Yes, that's right. Blessed solstice and um, so excited about that. I know for me, uh, I don't know that much about it, but just the thought of it, just the thought energetically of the light coming back <laughs> is um, in the Northern hemisphere anyhow, uh, is exciting. And I know for me with my, what I've kind of been going through the last couple months, which I've shared some of it, but my healing feels like it's tied to the, because I am a part of nature, um, is tied to that too. And I felt all along with this skin stuff that's going on, um, I kept saying to myself that through all of these dark spots on my body that the light was going to come shining through. And so this felt really important for me too. So thank you for bringing that up, Christina, with a K. You're welcome. Yes, thank you for that. One thing that came to mind when you were introducing us, um, Tara, is that one thing you said is that you've worked through, but a lot of us um, haven't been able to practice that newness. We are, yeah. So what we're used to, we've worked through it, but like you say, it's the programming, it's it's the automated responses that we've had for years and years and years. Like and you said, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. So we give ourselves grace and consciousness and say, 
you know, I know this is triggering. Sometimes we don't realize how triggering it is. And then all of a sudden we go, shit, what just happened? And I don't like that. <laughs> um, but um, give ourselves a grace. Take that breath. And in all instances where we feel a little um, explosive, on edge, whatever. Uh, and understand that, yeah, we've, we've worked through a lot of stuff, but it's a practice also in that newness that we've become. Absolutely. And the practice is, it, it needs that space for me anyhow. I need that space. So that's why I really have like prepped myself with, okay, before you open your mouth, <laughs> take a breath. Um, because I know when I'm triggered by this person, I just automatically go, bah! and then it stuff comes out. And then after I feel the guilt and the shame and the, and everything else, because that's not what I wanted to say. That's not how I wanted to react. That's not, <laughs> you know, um, it just, it comes out so fast because it's so conditioned into me. It's just that automatic patterning. And so, um, yeah, that's why I said one of mine was like to just take that breath um, and offer myself some forgiveness. And like you said, it is new and practicing something new. Sometimes we're going to slip up and that's okay. Um, so giving ourselves that grace um, to be okay with maybe if we don't do it and not jump on the beat yourself up bandwagon. Yeah, right. And I heard somebody say yesterday, um, uh, uh, a healer say, um, oh shoot, it just fell right out of my head. Um, oh, and the things, the, the things that we have learned and the, um, the light that we are shining, it it is it's contagious. Like we've talked about before, our light will shine in the dark spaces. And um, to keep that in mind too is that sometimes we don't have to say anything. Sometimes we don't. And sometimes we do. But just to know that our light is beaming, and that is uncomfortable for a lot of people, and they don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And that kind can kind of trigger them. So the, especially if you go to like a family home or a family gathering or something where the people aren't, I'll use the word enlightened. I don't know what, what word to use, but if, if they are struggling in their own darkness, then the light is uncomfortable. It's, you know, so there, there could be all kinds of ways that that um, um, unease shows up, and Absolutely. just be aware of it. I think it, that's a great point, um, and I know I've seen that before too. That we, our light triggers <laughs> triggers some people, um, and I, I know that's probably true for the family member that I'm thinking of that I do trigger that um, in her. And so having what just came to me when you said that is holding that space of compassion for her um, as she dives into her shadows and goes in her programming that she's not aware of that she goes into, but into those darker places and comes at me with that, you know, um, with that energy kind of thing. 
-hmm. is to hold my own and hold that compassionate space for her because she's working through what she needs to work through too, as we all are. Mm -hmm. Morning, Jen. I don't even see Jen. <laughs> Why is it doing that lately? I don't I know. know. It's weird. Good morning. I, was, I was recording with Glenn yesterday and he's an astrologer and we were having some tech issues. I'm like, Glenn, it's Mercury retrograde. You're an astrologer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Clubhouse has been doing that a while where we have <clears throat> seen people. It um, is. And so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that's happening. And I think that they need to do some upgrades because there's something when I was trying to download something, I finally reached out and asked them and they were like, thanks for bringing our attention to that. Look for free future updates. And I'm like, so you have no idea why it's doing it either. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Jen, Jen, did you did you say something? I thought I heard your voice come through. I just said good morning, good everybody. Good morning. So how about you, Christina or Sherry or Jen or other Christina? How about you for the holidays? What kind of, I know Christina with a K, you said it was a good topic. So what do you kind of have to offer? Well, or is there anything you're concerned about or? That well, you're being I, aware I of. just I have opted out of the holidays this year, um, right. just because there's so much. Like my whole family doesn't want to do it. So, and and I'm not even talking. My husband still wants to celebrate it because it's his favorite holiday, and it's two days after his birthday and whatever. But um, like my brother, I normally would have Logan and my brother over for dinner and we would just enjoy a nice meal together and just sit around and talk for a couple hours and everybody goes home. It's always been pretty low key, or at least for the last 10 years or so, it's been pretty low key. Um, but my brother and I talked about it and neither one of us wants to celebrate it. We're just like, that piece is missing. So I'm mostly just ignoring it. I'm making... Um, I make cookies for my other child's um, significant other, and I'm making him cookies later today. And I make their favorite cookies. I don't specifically make Christmas cookies. We did the cookie decorating thing with Lucian because that's a tradition I started. I want to keep it going even when I don't feel like it. Um, but other than that, I am not participating. What I have noticed is that people are... And, and people in general, like nobody's watching where they're going, whether it's a shopping cart or an SUV, nobody's watching where they're going. Nobody's watching out for other people. Um, I live centrally located between a fire department and a police department, and both of them are within a half mile of my house. And I have been hearing a lot of sirens lately because people aren't watching. People aren't looking for other people. Uh, so for that kind of thing, it's like, yeah, I've noticed people just kind of get into that, that glaze this time of year and they just don't notice other people. I think for that glaze is the survival mode. I think because so many people put a lot of stress on themselves over the holidays. I agree. And so they just kind of go in this survival mode where it's like, 
this is not a priority. I need to focus on, you know, so they're not, when they're driving and stuff, they're not being present. They're just focused on everything else or the stressor and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, flashing lights are bringing them back to the present pretty quickly, I think. Because <laughs> a lot of people are either getting pulled over or getting into fender benders because I'm hearing a lot of sirens. Yeah. Crazy. Um yeah, it's just really interesting though. It's it's like, you know, if you get too far into that glazed over hyper focus thing, then the universe will bring your attention back. Absolutely. And I think that that's a great tip then um for surviving the holidays is be present. Yeah. Um when you find yourself in the oh my god, I still have this or that kind of thinking that, you know, just bring yourself back to the present moment and breathe. Um, because that will lessen your stress and keep you focused and keep you from getting in an accident. Hopefully. Right? It's kind of like dodgeball out there lately, though, which is why I'm going out at odd hours, you know, because um, I, I don't want to play dodgeball with my car. I don't, I don't Fair want one. to. <laughs> so, um, but that's mostly what I've noticed. I think it's just a really good topic in general for people. Um, at this time of year because there's so i don't understand the animosity about i'm gonna say merry christmas whether you like it or not i don't care what you say if you present me with a nice greeting i will respond in kind i don't care i wonder who's yeah. making such a big deal of this i don't know either i uh yeah it's um it's such an interesting time because I feel we're so culturally conditioned to, I was talking to a lady yesterday about it and she's like, I don't like the holidays. Ever since my mom passed away, she's like, it's just, and the grandkids have grown up. So she was older, obviously. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't like the holidays. And then I was talking to her about it and she didn't really get what I was saying, but it's almost like our society programs us that we need to be happy and we need to be joyful and we need to be full of love and we need to, all these things and some people are just like you said you're opting out of it this year because it's just not for you this year right. but there's almost like this how could you do that you know and judgment on, on that because it's supposed to be like the greatest time of the year and and there's all this pressure on that too and if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it and that's okay um so that's and the what other I've thing noticed. is the other thing is if you are feeling it be joyful about it Mm, yeah you know it, and i know some people who are they're totally into it they're totally joyful they're totally on board with i just love doing this with my family every year awesome go do it be happy i love it mm -hmm. you know but the expectation that everybody else should feel like that that's where i run into a, an attitude problem well and i think what you just said is is perfect um you know, there's people that you know that are joyful and you're just not feeling it this year. So being respectful of how people are feeling towards the holidays. Some people right. don't like it. And it's completely understandable, Christina. Um, I know you've had quite a year and this is, this is the first, like you said, your traditions are being changed now because mm -hmm. of the loss you went through this year. Um, I know you talk about it openly, but I don't want to bring it up if you don't want to say, but the loss you suffered this year, that makes holidays difficult. And I know I struggled with 
when Woody passed too, I was like, the holidays just kind of changed for me um, for a couple years. And, and so I had to give myself that grace and understanding that it's okay that I'm not into it this year. It's okay that I'm feeling more bitter about it and happy. <laughs> not saying that you're bitter, but. Um, well, more bitter about it than usual anyway. Um, yeah, and, so, and that's okay. <laughs> um, and allowing ourselves that grace, like Diana always says, to be where we are with it and not feel that pressure of, well, I have to be or, you know, or go into the right. what's wrong with me kind of thing or or judging yourself, just allowing it to be what it is. Right. And you've alluded to what I've been through this year. You know, it's funny because when I say I'm just not celebrating this year, well, why not? Because my son committed suicide this year and I'm not in the mood. Oh, well, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. Why do you get to judge what's understandable? Very true. You know, if, if, if that hadn't happened and I still didn't want to celebrate it, there would be judgment about it. Why? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, people just, we, we just need to get over this idea that we get to judge other people because they don't do what we do. And that kind of was what I was talking about because there's yeah. such a pressure on us to love this season. And like you said, some do and some don't uh, for whatever reasons. And, and it could change every year. Next mm -hmm. year, you could totally be into it. And you could be like, Christmas and ho the holidays are the greatest time of the year. Yeah, next year might be very different. And I'm open to that too, whatever. Yeah, and, and I think that's huge, is being open to however you are and however others are feeling about it rather than putting pressure on people to or you know trying to guilt or shame someone into being happy and joyful when that's not where they are because i know even just saying that not with what you were going through um this year but like the energies have been super intense and there's a lot of people that are kind of in hermit mode or going into hermit mode because of what their inner work is doing with them. And so maybe this year their <laughs> Christmas isn't even on their radar or the holidays aren't even on their radar or are so far down their radar that they're just not into it. And so allowing people to be where they are, I think is huge, no matter where they are, even if it's different from where you are. Right, exactly. Let people be just let people be Irene and I are like you know what we should just get together and just have coffee on Christmas because my husband's going to be gaming and hers is going to be watching football so <laughs> and why not yeah exactly why not and I agree with you know what you both are discussing it's yeah let people be where they want to be in this and don't have the judgments. And and I was talking earlier in the week to someone that, and I said, you know, <clears throat> for me, it's hit me really hard this year. And it's been it's been building up through the years at Christmas time, but this year it really hit hard about the um, man-made construct about every, like you were saying, everybody has to be happy. Everybody has to enjoy this. This is the biggest day of the year. That it, I, and I'm more like, no, for one, why can't we all have this 
um, giving and loving attitude in our hearts always. Amen. Um, Mm-hmm. And for and for two, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I'm really, I've developed almost a, an allergic reaction to man-made constructs of things, and that's exactly what this holiday has turned into. And you know, why is it on this day that really has nothing to do with the tradition of of what we're told, you know? Jesus wasn't born at this time of the year, and it, and it, and it turned away from that. And I, people still celebrate that part of the season too. Yay for them! But my point is, it's turned into such a it, it's a man-made, pressurized system where you have to buy <coughs> gifts, you have to buy enough gifts, you have to buy the right price of gifts. You know, you have to get you know this this and this done and and it leads to all the things that you guys were talking about earlier about the about the glazed over effect and not really paying attention to what you're doing while you're doing all this and that's really where i am right now and and then i was reminded even though i might want to check out of this holiday there's other people around me that aren't in the same place so allow them to enjoy the holiday they want to enjoy it also. <clears throat> so that was really sage advice that really helped me come to terms with, you know, I, I'm not opposed to the things that, that happen in our family at this time, you know, getting together and sharing laughs and having fun and, and all that Kind of, and sharing, you know, gifts and all that kind of stuff. What I'm opposed to is to um, what society puts puts on it. And I've I've talked to other members of the family, and they're feeling the same way. So guess what? I don't have to. <laughs> it's happening within the family. So whatever happens, happens. Let's just enjoy each other. Absolutely. Yeah, my family's been doing that for years. We stopped gift giving a long time ago, except for the little ones. And right now, there are only two little ones, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> I have eight little, nine little ones that are turning into older ones. But yeah, that's. But even the little littler ones are saying, you know, I'm just not into it this year. And. Even for years, the little ones have said, you know, I only want one thing. <laughs> like, Jen, I don't know if you want to tell the story, but Jen's son put one thing on his Christmas list. Bless his heart. Is it Lego? No. No. Well, they have, a, they have an ongoing wish list each that they add to when they think of something they want, but when they they wrote to santa this year and they've never done that before and they each only put one thing on their list <laughs> so that was really easy <laughs> nice i think that brings up a really you know valid point why do we stress you know <laughs> this this time of the year is all about being joy and in love and everything else why can't why are we not doing that 
every day of the year. Why are we not trying to focus on that every day of the year? And I agree with that too. Um, This year I'm feeling it well (laughs) up until, you know, a couple days ago I wasn't, but I'm feeling it more um, than I have other years, which is nice. Uh, But I agree with what you're saying too, Diane. It is just, that's kind of how I was feeling before is it's just another day. And it's just a day that we've been conditioned to believe is important for whatever reason. But I'm excited about seeing my family. I'm excited about, um, yeah, about that kind of things. Um, Those kind of things, which could happen at any time of year. Um, Other than the kids, like Christina said, you know, my nephew still believes in Santa. And there is a Santa. For if Absolutely. Any are overhearing this, um, but you know, and so that and the fun and everything else, and and I feel like my inner child is actually kind of because I'm having a lot of nostalgic kind of memories of me as a child at this time of year when it was so exciting, um, which is kind of fun too. Yeah, there must have been an energy shift a couple of days ago because that's when I finally started to get. To, to shift into feeling good about about uh, Christmas coming, but before that, I was I was in uh, <laughs> I was going to uh, throw up my hands and walk away and say, "You guys do what you want to do." <laughs> I was going to say Grinch mode. Yeah, so pretty much. Because <laughs> my nephew loves the Grinch, and so I'm like. And it's so cute because he, yeah, he just loves the Grinch. So I think that's so funny. But yeah, I totally resonate with that. And I think there was, I think it's maybe this, um, like Christina brought up, I think it's a solstice energy that kind of hit a couple days ago um, because it's solstice today or tomorrow is, I I have to look it up because it's usually on the 21st, 22nd. So it's today. I'm not, it is today. Okay. Um, that's what I thought, but then I saw someone post that it's the 22nd, so I don't know. Maybe they are in Australia. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, and I so I think maybe the solstice energy um, and that, when we talk about that energetically, just the sim- symbolism, I guess, and the energy of the light coming back for us in the Northern Hemisphere. And I was reading just this morning that... Um, they used to on the solstice sit around on because they felt it was believed that the darkness would never end. And so on the darkest night of the year on the solstice, they would sit around a Yule log (laughs) and um, share stories to talk through, like getting through the darkest time, which I was like, well, that so resonates with me right now. Um, so maybe that's kind of why you shifted to is that energy. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Lorena. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Sherry, you have any wise words? Sherry always has wise words. I know she tends to be a bomb dropper. <laughs> Lay it on us, Sherry. We, we're ready. 
or Christina with a C, anything you want to add? Jen, how are you feeling with, you have little ones. Go ahead, Lorena. I was just going to say good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Well, I think Jen built a Yule log this year. Very cool. Boys. I don't know what she plans on doing. Oh, I, um, it, 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 this is kind of a question added into this too. Uh, the last couple days, um, doing a lot, and I had to take my dad to a procedure yesterday on his heart. And boy, oh boy, I don't. I I, I kept working on keeping myself calm and centered and not going to the worst. But I don't know what it was. It sure took me to the edges of worry. I had to keep bringing myself back. What are you? Um, so one of the things I did yesterday while I was there at the hospital waiting, you know, it's the holidays and I was thinking about seeing in the cardiac area, you know, thinking about, gosh, all these people and the holidays, et cetera. And I noticed just in general, everybody's walking around with their, their heads down, et cetera. So I made a point and that actually helped me also of getting my out of myself as as I was walking around, taking my walks, I, I made a point of making sure to look up, up and look straight at people and say good morning or sunny day out there today or something. Um, it helped me and it was amazing to me how many people, it looked like everybody was walking around like robots. It's such a tough time for everybody and especially in that kind of setting. Um, it helped me a lot and it was really neat to me to see you know, people that look so forlorn to just what a what a big smile I saw on a few people's faces just by doing that. That's, That's beautiful, beautiful, Christina. And it 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 definitely is a time where people need that because you're right, and I mean that kind of talks about with what Christina was saying too. You know, the people are just so wrapped up in themselves, and you with what you described is you had every opportunity to be wrapped up in yourself, but you instead create a community, which I think is beautiful, which to me speaks to that whole um, spirit of the season, right? Is um, creating that connection with people rather than, you know, shutting people off and just going into your own world, I guess, or suffering. Because you're right, there are a lot of people suffering and um, and being able to take yourself out of your own pain and suffering to share a beautiful experience with others who are also in pain and suffering, um, I think is to me the spirit of the season. And to add to what Diane says, should be the spirit of the season all the time, um, depend, no matter what time of year it is. But I think that's beautiful and a beautiful lesson for everyone um, it, when we can take, when we can see our, I don't know how to put it, when we can see what our experiences as being part of the human experience. And then that brings a connection, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And you yes, know, you, go ahead, Christina. Thanks. All I was going to say is, you know, it, it was a, it was a 
very, very emotional day. Also, last time I'd been at the hospital there was when we lost my stepmother, my my dad. So it, it I well, yesterday was really strange and interesting. But you know, one of the things that was interesting about it is I wasn't. I just saw the down. So I. I help myself and others by that light, but it, it's strange the reactions also. But I I couldn't seem to get my own feelings out or settle down, sort of. But doing that, um, looking at somebody else's eyes and smiling and seeing that, um, I, I'm getting emotional now. That brings my tears out and and lets it out. Where I couldn't seem to do it on my own, but giving that light to somebody else seem to instantly bring tears and help me release some of this. Does does that make sense? And is that, I don't know. <laughs> to me, absolutely it does. Um, I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in. Sorry, I jumped in really fast there. But like I said, it's because that's when we share, because a lot of times we suffer and we feel our pain in, in, in alone um, and we keep it to ourselves for whatever reasons, lots of reasons. But when we are able to open up and feel that community, which is the whole kind of point of it, I, I don't know, I'm finding it hard to find the words for, but we feel that sense of connection. And, and I feel that is a huge part that helps us deal with it as well, because we're feeling connected to people rather than on an island on our own with pain and suffering. If that makes sense, does that kind of did that come across clearly? <laughs> yes, that made sense completely, and I have been um, very much locking myself in on my own and and permitting. And I know there's a time and place for that, but I'm also realizing that there's also a time and place to knock that off and get brave and step back out and reach out a little more. And that's probably there. You go. There was one of my signs. <laughs> And, well, and it, also, go ahead. Well, I think also it speaks to um, the power of, of sharing that light, of sharing that smile, of sharing that eye contact, the power that that has. It has the power to make someone else's day. And I can guarantee, Christina, that certain, there, are, there are people that are thinking about I was walking around the hospital and this woman smiled at me. They're thinking about that today and they'll think about that often. And when you share that, it gives it more power. It gives it more, it's like oxygen to the flame kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. it, it affects everybody. It affected you, Christina. It affected the person you connected with. And, and then it just radiates out from there. And um, it's amazing. And I'm so glad that you got to see that and you got to be in a, um, in a space that get yourself into a space that you realize, hey, I wanna, I wanna do this differently. And that's the whole thing is to do things with intent and differently, in my opinion. Well said. Yes. It kind of felt selfish in a way because it released so much for me. And I thought, why are no more people not doing this? You you see so many people. I caught myself walking in my fog and in my own little bubble. I'm like, wait, pick your head up, look around, 
smile at somebody. I mean, it, it, it kind of felt selfish. Does that make sense? That's just old programming, I'm going to say. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but okay. That's, that's the programming. I do understand what you're saying, yes. Because yes. you have a secret. <laughs> uh, but that's the programming that keeps us in our pain and suffering alone. Is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, whatever the programming is for you. But that's what keeps us in that pain and suffering. Because, again, if we pick our head up and share a moment with someone that's us connecting on a human level and connecting on um yeah just connecting and and so it takes us out of our own pity party and i'm not saying you're having a pity party i couldn't think of a better word so that's more so for me um of woe is me everything sucks right now and you know the world's out to get me and takes you into a, okay, pain and suffering is a human experience that we're all going through on some level. And so it, it, it like, I can't even put the words to it, but I hope that's making sense. It did, and thank experience. you. <laughs> totally did think. And connects us. And Jen, you unmuted there for a minute. You want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say that I had a similar experience at Costco yesterday where, first of all, Costco is so stressful <laughs> and noticing the same thing, noticing the same thing in others and in myself and making that conscious effort to look up and make eye contact and smile and how that, that changed people's, like the way they were holding their body you know, you saw, I saw their eyes light up where they're in this fog too. And then making that connection like lights that spark. And I can relate to getting emotional too, with making eye contact and that kind of connection with somebody. And I think, as you said, Tara, it's the, it's the connection that makes us emotional. Like there's some sort of remembrance or, you know, we were feeling the oneness when we stop and make eye contact and smile at someone. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Well said, the oneness, mm -hmm. yeah. The oneness, yep. Yep. I agree, I think you just nailed it because I mean, I've been, I'm in, I'm in tears now and I, I, it's been so emotional <laughs> two days that I'm like, oh, thank goodness, all of this, is this all finally coming out? All I needed to do is take that little tiny step and try to connect again and make somebody else smile. That's what it's all about. Get out of your own, get out of your own way, get out of your own head. Maybe now there's my first step towards opening up the rest of it. Absolutely. And, and I think it's important to say that it's, you did it when it felt right to you. And it was, you know, rather than making yourself do it, you energetically were aligned with um and i mean you made yourself to to a point but i guess the energy has to be there that's sincere um and that's what i'm sensing from you is that it was sincere rather than following the rule book and i'm a light worker i need to shine my light so blah blah, blah i'm gonna hee -hee, shine my light you know that kind of thing <laughs> if that makes sense you energetically were ready to and so you did and yes it probably took you some you know pep talking to do it but i think that's important to point out too if you're not energetically there 
don't bullshit it because it's not going to have the same effect. It's kind of. Oh, yes. Well said. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Also, how much that changed my own experience, you know, from me having my head down and just trying to get through the store and the chaos with all these people and all these carts compared to, you know, making eye contact and smiling at people and then being receptive and, and sending that back, you know, that was a much more pleasant experience in the store. There wasn't so much aggravation or annoyance because we're all just people trying to get our shit done, you know? Um, so that, I noticed that for me, it was like that it changed my experience too and how I experienced the store as being less aggressive and less annoying when I connected that way. And I think that you just said it so beautifully before that, that points to that oneness because you, especially you with as bright as you are, change the whole vibration of that store mm-hmm. which makes me emotional right now <laughs> but I, I tie back to what Diane was saying that is the power of us as light workers um, we have that power and again I'm going to point out I want to say because I feel I need to don't bullshit it don't do it if you're not there um, but to do it authentically and aligned I think is such a beautiful gift to give to people. And that's what came yesterday. I just did. And it did take some doing from me because I, for one, it was a stop at a realization, but then also I've been so uncomfortable in everything that 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 chance of rejection because how many people when you do that look at you sometimes like you're not like what why are you talking to me or whatever you know so it does take for me anyway after a lot of rejection and something i'm working through is just put it out there be yourself and and and, and if you don't get a positive re- whatever move along you know take that chance the the people that that It'll make you feel better and it'll make other people feel the other. Um, I'm, I'm not spitting out what I want to say right now, but yeah, it was it was somewhat difficult to do. I think that that to me points to exactly what you said. You took it away from the fear of rejection. And so if you would have been in that space of, and that's what I mean by the bullshit, if you would have been in this space of, well, I need to do this, so blah, blah, blah then you probably would have got more rejection. But because you were being authentic and aligned, you just shone your light. Um, And yes, like I said, I'm sure it took, because we have all this programming in our stories and stuff. Um, But because you were doing all that authentically, you you weren't being rejected because, because it was your truth and it was your light shining rather than trying to make a fake light shine if that makes mm-hmm. sense, because mm-hmm. that would be rejected. I, would I, I agree with all of that. And also want to add that I feel very vulnerable looking people in the eyes. I, I didn't used to have an issue with that, but I think as I've gone through this journey, it's harder for me to look people in the eye. Um, so when I do, it's a very intimate and vulnerable place to put myself in 
So, you know, you open up yourself to possible rejection, which is scary, but also just the vulnerability of like possibly being seen is a thing for me as well. Well, I myself, I can totally relate to what you said just now, Jen, is that I purposely, years ago, uh, I purposely stopped looking people in the eye because um, I saw into their soul and I didn't like what I saw a lot of times. <laughs> it was, it was, it freaked me out. Um, it was scary. And I didn't want to be able to do that. So I stopped looking people in the eye. And um, then I made, years later, more recently, I made the conscious choice that I was going to start looking people in the eye again. But it's still a conscious choice for me because I know that when I look a person in the eye, I am going to see into their soul. And I, it, it, it's a hard place to be sometimes. I um I feel like that's one of my things from social work because and I know I've said it in other episodes. Um I tend not to look I tended not to look people in the eyes, but that came more from that vulnerability thing like Jen was saying. But um like with the social work training with me, like I said, I can always I can hold a space of hope. Um and seeing who, who is beyond all the programming is one of my kind of gifts. And so when I see their souls, I see them as the, the soul, the beautiful divine soul that they are, not with all the dressing (laughs) Um, or costuming or whatever you want to call it, masks, whatever. But that comes from my social work because I mean, if I didn't have that, I probably couldn't have done the work. You know, I would always hold that space of, I know that you, and I don't want to say do better, but that's kind of what it is. Um, I know that you're more than this, I guess, is that's the space that I hold people when I look at them that way. Um, And that, like I said, comes from my social work, because if I truly, if I didn't have that, I probably couldn't have done the work. Like if I would have just seen the darkness in them. which trust me, a lot of my clients had a lot of dark um, if I didn't see that spark of light. So I think I I say that's, but that's why that was part of my path is to do that work um, so that I could in some of the darkest places see that spark of light, that divinity that, um, although I wouldn't have called it divinity back then, but I could see that divinity in their soul and that that they are not the darkness that covers them, I guess. Well, I hadn't gotten to the point where I could see the, the, the lightness in their soul. What I saw was, (laughs) was usually not light. Mm. And that's why I said that's part of my, that's obviously why that was part of my path though. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing the social work, because like I said, if I couldn't like, and I, and I was, on the path that you're on, Diane, um, and that's all I could see. Yeah, that wouldn't have lasted very long. Because, <laughs> um, so I'm thankful that I had that. Um, because it definitely made 
that job easier to do um, and kept me in it for so many years, for sure. I would like to say thank you to Christina for uh, showing me to how to keep my energy to myself. I'm doing some cashiering right now, and I think it's a blessing for me to see people can be crabby and it doesn't affect me. Uh, so that's been a blessing for me. And seeing how people light up just with my smiles has been really great as well getting through the holiday season, seeing people being crabby and in a hurry, rushing through to get things done. It's been nice to not be feeling everybody else's energy and just mine. Oh, Important lesson, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can definitely, for empaths who are not so awakened, um, it can be really difficult, um, really difficult because there is a swirl of emotions and most of them not positive <laughs> um, going around at this time. So, Yes, and I was so open that I was catching everybody's emotions and feelings and it was it was horrible. Amen, sister. <laughs> I find it interesting that so many of us connect with so many other people's energy and we don't stop and think about, hey, this might not be mine. Why do I feel drained at the end of the day? Because uh, you took on everything from everybody else. That's why. And for me, that was a really hard lesson to learn. It took a long time for me to really get that and to really understand that I can pull my energy in and not have to interact with other people's energy, even if I have to interact with them. Like Lorena was saying, it's such a gift to be able to do that. It is. And I think with, um, you're right. Cause I definitely did that for years. Um, and it's only been in the last couple that I've been a little bit more aware of that. But I think from what my experience is and from people I talk to is most of us grow up that way and we don't know that people that that that's not in quote normal to take you know to not take stuff people stuff on or that we're even doing it because it just becomes a normal part of us to go mm, I'll take that I'll take that I'll take that and we just soak it up um as empaths and I think that's why we need to have these conversations um with kids earlier so that we they can learn those skills because it's not until later in life that I realized, oh, you mean you don't feel that um, from other people? And then then that started the, huh, <laughs> um, the head scratching and oh, really? I don't have to and that's not mine and and learning that whole thing. So it is a shame that lots of people don't know that because that's like Im hugely important. Um, but again, because I think if you grow up that way, then you just think everyone does that. And then you realize, oh, no, they don't. <laughs> that has been such a huge, hard and long lesson for me the past few years. And I'm still working through that, but I'm starting to get more aware. Um, but my whole life, I've just internalized everything that like, must be me. Something's wrong with me or something's wrong with my body or 
you know, all those things. And that's been a big message in the past few years for me to learn. And it's, it's a tough one. Oh, absolutely. And I agree too. It's for me too. Um, it is a tough one. And especially when, like we talked about at the beginning, when the old pattern is to go into that or to automatically, for me, I automatically um, learned in my family system that in order to keep the peace that I just took it on. And so, you know, um, if family members were angry or frustrated or stressed, I was just like, mm, I'll take that. I'll take that. Give that to me. Um, <laughs> and then it would, I know that there's a meme out there of um, like a light person and a dark person. Um, and they're just kind of animated. And it's like, the light person takes on all the dark and then that leaves the other person light and then the light person dark. I don't know if I'm explaining that well or if you've seen that meme, but that was totally me. Like I would take on all that emotion to kind of bring peace in my house. And then it was like, that left me feeling dark and heavy and, um, and everything. And so, but I was never taught that that's, or I never had awareness of the fact that um, that I didn't have to do that or that I could let that go. I didn't have to hang on to it, which I did too, which is ultra not help on not healthy. Um, I just wanted to, to throw something out there. I teach people how to not connect with other people's energies like that and to take control of their own energy. And I keep it in, I, I don't know, I hope this is helpful because I'm being drawn to say it, but I really keep it in the context of it's just energy. Don't get emotionally attached to it, it's just energy. And if it's just energy, energy is malleable, you can move it. You can uh, decide whether or not you wanna connect with that particular energy and keeping it out of the emotional realm, I have discovered has been really helpful for people. So I just teach people how to pull their energy in. Just imagine a hula hoop floating around you, pull your energy inside of it, ask your spirit guides or your angels or whoever it is you talk to to hold it there. And then that way somebody has to get really close to you to connect with your energy and you're not feeling everything in a 30 foot radius. And so mm -hmm. when I can keep it in that context, people seem to get it better and they, then it's not like, oh, I'm this emotionally broken person and I keep taking on all this other energy because that's not what it's about. It's really about, I mean, energy is just energy. It is, it exists. Mm -hmm. And so if we can keep it in that context, it's, I don't know, it just seems to be easier for people that way. That's a really helpful visual, but I have a question. How do you balance that when been doing a lot of work to expand my energy field to be able to affect others and send out to others like a few months ago or maybe longer than that mom or diane did some work on me and she said something like your energy field is huge like like huge bigger than she could describe and so how how do we expand our own to do this work to embody the light codes and all of that while keeping it inside of our hula hoop? It's a good question. It's a good question, yeah. Um, it's a choice and actually people have asked me that question pretty often. So 
uh, what I have discovered is that we have control over our own energy at any given moment. You can push it out when you need to, you can pull it in when you need to. It's just, it, it's just a matter of taking control of it and paying attention to where it is. So Christina, uh, what I'm hearing, um, and correct me if, if, if that's not what you meant, but so moment by moment, you can expand your influence, your hula hoop, your whatever, right? Yes. Okay. And when you feel the need to pull it in, you can pull it in. And these are, these are just a couple of examples that I use because everyone seems to be able to relate to them. Walking into Walmart with a 30 foot radius of energy is a really bad idea. So, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I can handle it. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. So when you're in, when you're in a situation where you don't want to be connecting to with any everyone's energy, pull it in. When you're in a situation where you do want to be connecting with people's energy, push it out. It's, it's, you can do it visually, you can do it with breath, you can do it with imagination. There's a, a lot of different ways to do it. But the point is to take control over your own energy field. That's the whole point of the exercise is to know that you have control over where your energy is at any given moment. And it doesn't have to be emotionally attached. Very good advice. Mm -hmm. I know on with Jen's question, I've been working like you have um, on that. And so more recently I've started doing, um, because again, like stretching or expanding my light out, um, I've really been focusing on um, just letting it, being a conduit rather than a sponge. <laughs> so Good idea. Yeah, I've just really been, um, yeah, allowing it to move through me uh, rather than stay with me. So, right, not owning it, not owning it is really the key because it isn't yours. So why own it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that was something that took me a while to learn because. Um, yeah, me too. <clears throat> but that's definitely what I've been working on is consciously just allowing it and like you said christina with imagination and visualization is i feel like i'm at a stronger place right now where i can do that and just allow it to move through me um and then i just give it back to source, mother earth to and i just visualize it spiraling through me um and out of me right away again yeah, I like that. I send it off to Cosmic Recycling, but that's just a different visual. I like that word. It's just a different way to imagine it. I think that's a really good tip for this time of year and for any time you're going into a situation. Uh, Walmart is like that for me every time I go in, whether it's... yes. <laughs> and so that's, that's your round. That's your round. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. your round. So whenever, um, and and to parties, um, to mm -hmm. gatherings that are indoors, um, you know, 
all kinds of places. Um, it's really, it's a really good tip to um, just be able to function better and to really have fun, to really have a good time, you know? Yes. Um, that's another thing I stopped doing is I stopped going to parties. Be, and don't even start with a concert or anything like that. Um, yeah, it was just too much. I have to say the last concert I went to was pretty mellow. It was, um, oh man, it's one of my favorite groups. Why can I not think of this? It's an acapella group. Oh, everybody pen, knows. Pen, pen, pen pentatonics. Yeah, pentatonics. Yeah, pentatonics. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that I was like a really them. mellow concert. Yeah. I like them. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it was fun and it was really mellow and everybody was really cool. So it was it was nice. But yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes concerts can be a lot. Mm -hmm. That was similar to my last concert experience too, which I had said I wouldn't be going to anymore. It is usually too much and just too many people. Um, but I had got invited to this and never heard of the band, listened to them online and really liked them and just kind of connected with my spirit to see if I should go or if I shouldn't go, really. And it felt safe. And I was really pleasantly surprised that it, it did feel safe while I was there. It was more intimate than most concerts. It was all good vibe and good vibe music that isn't, you know, low vibration. And I was pleasantly surprised too. So what I figured out is that I just have to be selective of those things that I do decide to go to. Not necessarily that concerts are off limits now, but the type of concert matters and the venue matters and where my energy is matters and all those different things. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important point because I think a lot of empaths because of all of the things we're talking about tend to isolate themselves. Um, and not take part in things that are fun or things that they enjoy uh, because it does end up with them feeling overwhelmed or drained or whatever it may be. Um, but learning these things are important and there's nothing wrong with, like Christina said, just putting your energy, you know, blocking it off and not taking it on um, and looking at any conditioning that you have around that, why you do take it on. Um, because we should be able to enjoy whatever we want to do um, if it feels aligned to us and and have we should be able to have fun too like you said Diane mm -hmm. well I must admit that um, separating myself and it, protecting myself really kind of has taken a lot of fun out of a lot of things Yes, I can relate. That's where I found for me, like being that conduit rather than the holder <laughs> or mm -hmm. sponge um, has really helped me enjoy a lot more things too. Is And it, 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 it has taken very much for me a conscious effort to, to reprogram and to, and I don't remember to do it all the time. And then when I feel shitty, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. let it go. <laughs> right? <laughs> Conduit, not sponge, Tara. Um, and just reminding myself of that and then just giving it back to 
I like Christina's word, recycling, to be recycled, because it is just energy. Um, yeah, so has allowed me a lot more freedom. I like that. I like the recycling yeah. word too. I do that, but I have never put that word to it. And I really like, I don't know, the extra visual the word recycling does. Like I do that with flowers when I pass them and I trans transmute low energies and transmit higher energies. And it's like a, it's a recycling quick energy recycling as I pass by while driving, but that's a perfect term for it. Thank you. I really like the term too, because at first when I started learning about that, um, about being like releasing it, there was almost this guilt, like I was supposed to heal it or, you know, fix it. And so, and I didn't feel right about giving it, <laughs> giving it back because it felt like I was just putting shit back out into the world. And I was like, I don't want to. Um, so I like the word recycling because it definitely is that. Um, and it's not putting negativity out. Like, I guess I had it envisioned, um, but more just giving it back to, um, like you said, cosmic or to mother earth to recycle and reuse however it may see fit. That's beyond my capacity to understand. <laughs> yeah, that falls under the category of not my job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a really good. Now, that can be a really, a really good discussion. It's not my job. And I think so many of us, when we're called to do this kind of work, uh, we think it's our job to All of it. fix it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's a prime way of describing exactly what I went through. Because even to give it back to source or to, um, to Mother Earth, I was like, I felt guilty about doing that. And then it's like, no, wait a minute. Um, I'm not giving the negativity. I'm just giving energy for it to do with what it needs to. So I think, yeah. And maybe that mm -hmm. should be a discussion that we have too. Yeah. Christina's wise words today. Not my job. <laughs> Not my job. Not in my job description. Thank you very much. Oh man, you have no idea how long it took me to figure that out. Seriously. <laughs> I was like the world fixer or something. I don't know where I got that ridiculous idea. I'm not qualified, but, um, yeah, it, it just really, it got to the point where I had to realize I can't do everything and it's mm -hmm. not up to me to do everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I again is part of that. I think because again, we are born with these gifts, um, a lot of us. And so, and we're born in this very small or our first years are in a very small, um, container of people that we have interaction with and so we pick up these things about you know even when it's not consciously done and so we just pick up these patterns of soaking it up and and that makes things calmer 
in the space that we're in, in that limited space, but yet it makes our life, inner life chaotic and hell, <laughs> but it yeah. makes our outer world calmer. And so we just naturally think that that's what we're supposed to do. But because we don't have those conversations and we don't learn about being an empath, you know, in kindergarten or anything, when it would have been helpful for people to learn about this, um, we just do that for our whole lives. And it's not till we get way older where we go, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want to feel like shit every time I go out to Walmart. I don't have to feel like shit every time I go out to Walmart, you know, yep. um, all of that. So. Good point. This has been a really good discussion. Mm -hmm. I want to circle back to solstice and Yule because I wasn't available when you guys were talking about, but I told Sherry yesterday that, you know, what I've come to this year is that, you know, Hanukkah is what my husband grew up with. And so we celebrate that. And Christmas is what I grew up with. And so we celebrate that. But solstice and Yule is what's most aligned with who I am. And so I'm trying to bring more of that into our holiday season because that usually gets pushed aside to do all the Christmas shit, you know? Yeah. So I've been trying to bring more of that in. And so, yeah, so is tonight in the Northern Hemisphere. In the Northern Hemisphere, it's the 22nd. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and so it is, it's the short of the year and the whole idea is like inviting the light back to come back and so once we hit solstice there's there's three days of darkness where the moon is not around and it's symbolic to call the light back and part of it is letting go and releasing all of the previous year and inviting in what you want for the next year so with we did make a Yule log that will burn tonight and in it is all of our intentions with different local fauna or flora, sorry. Um, and all of those spiritual vibrational attributes that they have. So in that is our energy to release any lower vibrations or negativity that we don't want to take into the new year and calling in the new that we want to bring in. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. Um, I'd read a little bit on it, uh, but that was a way better description than I got on Google. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I really liked it was, um, that it was a rebirth and that's really what kind of resonated with me this year um and i too am also feeling more called to be to align with the the natural cycles rather than the man-made cycles like diane was saying so jen the boys participated in writing down their intention not writing down but 
they participated in each each you know greenery or herb that we used we talked about the attributes and and what that might mean for them and so we all put our intention in it and then before we burn it tonight we're going to do the same thing where we each sit with the log and put what we want to release in it and what we want to bring into our lives in it mm -hmm. that's beautiful I love it. You're teaching these boys to, you're just teaching these boys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No words. words. No words. Yeah. Good stuff. Just, just vibration. Right. And I wanted to say, um, sorry, Jen, I'm just going to say quickly, Sherry posted a little bit earlier in the chat that she was driving so she couldn't talk. Um, but go ahead, Jen. Oh, I I was just trying to let you hear my rooster since you haven't heard him in a while. <laughs> we have not heard him in a while. There you go. <laughs> He's rather quiet today, though. Yeah, rainy. There you go. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, yeah. I am not. Guys, I can do this. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I thought that might bring a smile to your face. <laughs> I feel like you should record that because I almost want that as a ringtone because it does bring a smile to my face so much um, that I feel like every time my phone would ring, even if it's like, because my phone doesn't ring that often. Most time it's telemarketers or scammers. Um, I feel like it would make me smile though. <laughs> you know what I this is that I don't wake up well to loud noises or an alarm because it, it sends my nervous system into fight or flight. Me and too. So my reaction is anger um, because that's how fight or flight shows up for me. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is that I, I don't have the same response when it's the rooster waking me up or roosters. We have two. Um, and I find that really interesting of like, why doesn't that piss me off? Like other noises piss me off, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. So I that have been interesting. thinking the same thing, like use that as an alarm and maybe it won't be so abrasive to come. <laughs> Probably because it's it's the natural way to wake up. Mm -hmm. um, I I love the way you said that because I never made that connection before, but that's me too. Because, oh my God, and my husband used to be horrible. Like if I was having a nap and he'd be like, okay, we got to go for supper. Because he was always someone who was high strong. And oh my God, I just want to punch him. Yeah. I purposely <laughs> don't set an alarm. I set my internal alarm because the thought of waking up to an alarm, same thing, sends me into anger. Yeah, and like all day I will feel like on edge and pissed off. But I, yeah, and I don't feel like I'd feel like that with the rooster either. So 
but thank you for putting that in context that that is my response when my nervous system's triggered is anger <laughs> and it it's been a big thing for me lately that i'm trying to work through because i know it's a me issue um but it has caused a lot of fights you know like a lot of arguments because it's not within my control it's not like there are some days where i feel like i might could have a heart attack that's how my body feels about it mm -hmm. and it's not controllable it's not a logical like okay i was startled awake and now i know there's no you know saber-toothed tiger trying to eat me so now i can calm down like no it fucks my whole day like and i know it's irrational and i know it doesn't make sense but i can't control it <laughs> um that totally resonates with me because that's exactly how i felt um and i've been doing like you so much work on resetting my nervous system so it's interesting and i've been working lately at the five o'clock five in the morning shifts but i've found that i wake up like two minutes before my alarm um and so i'm in a good place when it does go off because i'm already up right um, yeah but thank you for like i said putting that in context for me um and you're right it's something that i could never control because my nervous system was so shot that it was like the camelot broke here we go again. I've tried to say this one before. What is that saying? The, the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh yeah. Say the camel broke the straw's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, and so it was because my nervous system was already so shot that it, you know, that little thing would just send me over the edge. Um, yeah. and, and then so I feel, sorry, go ahead. Just that it you can't recover from it for a while it takes some time to recover you know it's not like a, okay the danger's not there and immediate reset it's like no my whole system is a mess now <laughs> well and that's for me i found that that's because my whole nervous system and i we've had this conversation privately before too probably since birth has been taxed and so by doing a lot of that work which has led to resetting my nervous system i don't feel that anymore um i have a lot more free space in my nervous system to take on a lot more than i used to i'll say that yes i'm feeling that shift too but it's still a work in progress but i am feeling the shift i am noticing improvements and i'm trying to celebrate those so they keep coming <laughs> amen <laughs> uh, just a tip when i did mine i i kind of went nervous system and then i did a whole lot of fascia fascia yeah releasing which really but I'm going to put out the warning because the next part of the system is the lymphatic, which has not been a, a nice <laughs> uh, releasing part for me. It has not felt good, has not any of it. Um, 
but all that anger that was my nervous system shot has had to come out and it's come out in a very angry way. <laughs> I love that laugh. <laughs> that was kind of a maniacal laugh. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny because it's funny, but it's not funny because I've gone through it and and like I've said on other episodes, it's been hell. Um but it's funny because, you know, when people talk about my my rash, I almost said ass there, my rash, um, and they're like, oh, it still looks angry. And I'm like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's still releasing some anger. So whatever. <laughs> but it's funny that that's the word it, that was used quite a bit. And with my leg swelling and everything, it's like, oh, it still looks angry. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, it still is. <laughs> It's not done releasing it yet. Um, so yeah, interesting. And that's what that maniacal laugh was like. Isn't it funny that everyone referred to it as an angry rash and an angry weeping of my wound and everything. It was like, yeah, it was <laughs> literally anger. I wonder if that's what's been uh, going on with me is lymphatic stuff. I, I don't know. I've just, a lot of anger has been coming up and like shit I thought I've dealt with and dealt with and dealt with. And it's like, why do I still have so much anger? We can have, we can have that conversation definitely if you want to. And I can share my experience because that's definitely what it was for me. Yeah. I would like that. I was just thinking the same thing. You reminded me of something I was going to say earlier when you mentioned that is I also was having those rashes and itchies and um, I've noticed that that has started to dispel. So it must have been some of that and that anger is dispelling a little, but I do have to still work on it. I catch myself sometimes the certain things. I'm like, what is this? And I'm starting to realize that some of my stuff, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Displaced? Mm -hmm. Anger, jealousy, I, I mean, repeating in other situations or and I'm realizing that, okay, wait a minute, what is this? It's actually from something else. Um, trying to get the point across in a different way again, but it's getting better. Yeah. A lot of that's been not coming up, the anger release and stuff. All right. So lots of tips there. Lots of discussion on coping with um, the holidays and a lot of other things and energy and everything. Um, like Christina said before she had to round a uh, great conversation. Anyone else want to add anything? Lorena and Jen are both unmuted. I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to participate as even though I didn't talk very much. I enjoy listening as well. Thank you for contributing your, um, your topic of energy and, and experience of being a cashier was, um, definitely took the conversation in a much needed direction. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Anyone else want to add anything? 
want to say thank you everyone for being here listening whether you could participate in the discussion or not your energy is very much part of what happens and is brought up uh, by the rest of us and i appreciate you being here i appreciate you listening if you listen to the replay or the podcast that your energy just is um is part of the whole thing too so thank you all absolutely thank you everybody and i'm gonna get this one out um i'm gonna download it tonight um hopefully <laughs> or diana <laughs> I, I haven't been much up lately either it's been a messed up system yeah so um hopefully if we can get it downloaded i'm going to get that on the podcast right away so if anyone wants to um listen to the replay or the podcast or share it uh i just feel like there's been so much helpful stuff that come that came out and seeing as we are still just heading into the holidays, I feel like we should probably get this out there. So. So Merry Christmas, everyone, however you participate in the day, you, whatever your practices, whatever you do or don't do, um, we won't be seeing each other uh, or listening to each other for until after Christmas Day. Mm hmm. Yes, and happy solstice too. Merry Christmas and happy solstice and really yes, thank tonight. Yes, thank you for let, helping us understand the solstice a little bit better, Jen. Yes, I I feel like if it wasn't a pressure, I would want you to write something for my Facebook page because I think what you shared with us was gorgeous. So, <laughs> if you feel called or have time or feel like you want to do a live on what solstice is, I'd be more than happy to share that on my Facebook page because I think it's important. Um, and I think you summed it up so beautifully. So yes, happy solstice. Um, welcome back, son. Welcome to the rebirth and transformation. Um, thank you all for being here. Happy holidays, however you may celebrate or not celebrate them this year. Hope you have a love-filled day with whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Well said. Thanks. All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye. Love, love you. you.